it's really hard to get time off in this industry, especially when you're the business owner and you're just going seven days a week and you're just in business mode. So to find that work-life business balance, it's really hard. Welcome to Pet Sitter Confessional. Today, we're brought to you by Timed Pet and the peaceful pet music, Calm Music for Pets YouTube channel. Does a busy business mean you have all that you need and want? Another question to consider, how much is your time worth? Today, we talk with Shade Long, owner of Complete Pet Care, about the lessons that she's learned over the past two years of running her pet care company and how she has now singularly focused on finding a better balance in her life and how it is not all about working more and more. Let's get started. Hi, yes. My name is Shade Long. I'm the owner of Complete Pet Care. I've been officially in business the last two years in Delaware and Chester County in Pennsylvania, but I'm originally born and raised in Cape May, New Jersey. So I originally started um, when I was a little girl bringing home pets that I wasn't allowed to bring home, <laughs> um, like rabbits and rats and guinea pigs. Um, so as soon as I moved out on my own, I started started volunteering at the shelters in high school. But as soon as I moved down my own, I got my own pets. Um, I started working in the grooming salons, luxury boarding facilities. I've even worked at the vet's office for a little bit of time. The needles I could not deal with, so that wasn't for me. Um, I've worked at the animal control. Um, again, that wasn't for me. It was actually really heartbreaking. Mm. Um, but it all gave me a lot of experience um, to learn all about the animal's behavior, body language, and different environments. Because animals are so different in so many different environments. That is an aspect of the business where there's the care of an animal. That's one thing, knowing how much to feed, knowing the protocols, knowing procedures. There's the business side of things of knowing to pay taxes and file things and all those things that a lot of us don't like to do. But then there's the the the, the, the body language, the behavioral aspect. And it is interesting because we are, we're not, a lot of us are not trainers or have training backgrounds, but we do have to do a lot of training aspects to to our business. So when you when you talk about learning from or learning about animal behavior and body language of your past experiences, what do you think was the one that or two that, that really helped you gain that insight? Rooming, working in the kennels. Um, dogs can be not enjoy grooming, so they can become aggressive. You have to go about it in the right energy. Um, dogs sense your energy and you have to build that relationship, that trust, that bond, give them that positive experience. I've seen so many dogs that would bite, nip. I call it dancing when they're moving around all crazy for a nail oh. trim. And um, now they sit there and they give me their paw and they're excited when I walk in the door. And I think one thing that has been a big benefit for me is that I'm also their dog walker. I'm also that fun person that gets to take them to the creek, jump in the water, feed them when mom and dad are gone, give them all the treats, the belly rubs. So they have that trust and that bond and the relationship with me there. So of course they trust me to do grooming and their nails and things like that. Yeah, they they, they have grown to, to they have grown to trust us. 
right? And and you said that key a phrase there that I'm really interested in. There, going you you want to give them a positive experience, and, yes. and I think that's absolutely critical to remember that every little interaction that we have is an opportunity to give a positive experience, and whether that's the the kind of walks that we do, or that's how we're feeding, or, or I you know we I always no matter how the visit went, <laughs> I always try and leave on a positive note with happy tones, yes. lots of treats, make sure because I've got to come back again a second time and a third time and a fourth time and remembering that we are we're in this for the long haul and we're setting this this dog or cat whatever we're caring for up for success for the remainder of its life. Yes, exactly and I completely agree. I actually get very excited when I get new like puppy clients when it's a puppy so like that's exciting because <laughs> they only stay puppies for so long but yeah. it's also like do I get to be here 15 years later, you know, with you and be, you know, the person that does your grooming and your walks forever? And you become a big role in that family's, you know, life. That's both very exciting and also very terrifying, just personally, <laughs> to think of like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, this is when you really think about it in that way of this brand new puppy's just brought home, this family's super excited. Mm-hmm. I may be with this dog for the next mm-hmm. 15 years. Like that, yes. I mean, that really should put into perspective exactly what we're doing and and why everything that we do needs to be needs to be thought out, right? Needs to be yes. intentional with when we interact with them. Because also I have to understand it's not just it's not just us that's dealing with the dog too. Like you like you mentioned some of your background too of the groomers, the trainers, the kennels, the veterinarian office is there are things that we can do to help them be successful when they go to to those places too. You can definitely set help set the dog up for success or failure. When you see that dog sometimes a couple times a week, maybe a couple times a day, every, like every day, and you're with that puppy, you're tr- you're training them these behaviors when mom and dad aren't gone and they will pick up on a lot of that stuff. So if you go about it the right way, that will carry them through their life. I have some clients who I don't offer full grooms currently um, just because I'm not in the position to, but I have some clients that don't let their groomers touch their dog's nails because they don't want them to mess up all the hard work we've put into them becoming so good for their nails, how they are. Like the transformations I've seen make me cry sometimes because I'm so proud of them. <laughs> Right. It's those little things. I call it um, that that hands-on time that we have with the dog sometimes at the end of a visit or in the middle of a visit where you're just touching, you're feeling paws, feeling ears, feeling face, as long as the dog's comfortable, giving them treats as rewards. What It's like, oh, that's so simple, right? What good is that going to do? Well, one, it helps you stay in tune with the dog and their needs. And also, now they're getting a little bit more used to somebody touching their feet. So because yes. somebody's they're used to touching their feet they're more likely to behave better whenever they're at the groomer, which means the owner is going to take them to the groomer more, which is going to improve their quality. So yeah. All this stuff can can spiral out. And especially if you're, if you're doing the nail trims shades, how, how long have you been offering that service? I probably started back in the grooming salons five, six, seven, eight years ago. Um, I actually had some neighbors asking me, to do pet care on the side while they're away and do their dog's nails. And once I did it once, you know, they immediately saw me for who I was and what I was offering. And they wanted me to come back more when they needed more services. And one of the biggest things that I think helps is the word of mouth. 
that has been a very big um, natural source of advertisement in a way. But you have to keep in mind that can be good and bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's all been good for me, but you always do have to keep that in mind because neighbors do talk and that can be really good for your business because once they have, you know, good experience, they want to share that with others. You're right. And and we also have to, again, be humbled by the fact that now our business is being represented by somebody who doesn't own it, right? This is, and that they can say things that might not be how we would say them, or they may not say things that we would have said. And, and recognizing, like you said, that it's a both, a, it can be a both very good thing, very powerful, good thing in your business to help it grow. And also it can impact you very negatively as well. So treating people with, with, um, with respect, I think is one of the first aspects in dealing with that. So do you, do you encourage, how, how are do you encourage word of mouth referrals um, with anything or is it just happening naturally? It's happened naturally. Um, and I'm really thankful for that. For sure. Because again, it's one of those things of, of we can focus on one client at a time and, and do our best work for them and trust that this work is going to improve their life. And like you said, once they're a raving fan, they're, they're, they're not going to be able to stay quiet about your services. <laughs> so I was actually trying to figure out ways to ask for reviews because I know a lot of my clients have had really good experiences with me. And before I could even figure out how to ask, someone actually just gave me a review. A review. Uh. So it kind of like I manifested that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, those things happen in your business, right? Where it's like, oh, I never expected this or I never planned for this, or but it happens to you, right? And that's just part of being a good citizen, being a good a representative of your company and and doing the best that you can and trusting that it will that it will work out. You've started two years ago on you. We talked a little bit about word of mouth and how it helps you have been helping you grow. How, how has your business grown over those last those last two years? Well, I left a part-time job and it was kind of scary at the time because I wasn't sure what, I didn't have much business. I had enough that I felt comfortable to leave my part-time job, but it was just still barely making it. I started advertising on Facebook pages. Um, At the time I was posting on like the next door neighbors app and stuff. And that quickly came to a halt because everything came flooding in. It was nonstop, all the messages, the calls I was getting. I was getting emails, Facebook messages on my personal Facebook, my business uh, Facebook messenger, text, um, voicemails. It was just nonstop. There's just a high demand in my area. And I Mm. think what helped me is we were also still in COVID. And a lot of places were closed. And a lot of places weren't fully offering services because of that. And with me being one on one, it was just a lot different. So those 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 calls in the early days were they for walks, pet sitting, or were they for the the nail trims, the small grooms, those th- those things that you also do? It was mainly for walks, nail trims. I was getting a lot of grooming requests, but again, I don't really accept those currently, um, and I still get a lot of grooming requests, but I just don't have the space right now to offer that. Um, but the dog walks have not slowed down. I still have a list of people on a, like a wait list right now because I'm just too busy. Even now that I have an employee, 
Um, my boyfriend helps on his free time when he's not working full time. So, wow, wow, and so. I, I do. I want to take a quick step back here, Shade, because you you mentioned this. You left a part time job to go full to do this, but you knew yeah. you didn't have enough business, and it was scary for you yeah. to do. What? Why did you feel that you you had to do this, or how did you overcome that that scared portion? So luckily, we were slightly in the financial position with my boyfriend working full time where he was. I was working part-time at a doggy daycare. And I mentioned earlier, they didn't know what they were doing, unfortunately. And I had tried stepping up and showing them, teaching them. They asked me to, but then they didn't fall through with any of the things I pointed out. Um, I asked for just one day off a week and they couldn't comply with that. So after just being thrown to the ground continuously um, with all my professional experience um, and how little I was being paid, it just was not worth it anymore. And I started having people reaching out to me. I actually put a magnet up on my car maybe the last month or two. I was working at the doggy daycare and it said complete pet care with my number on it. And I actually one day had someone pull up my my driveway and take a picture. And I was like, what is what is this person doing? I was like, oh my, oh my gosh, gosh, taking a picture of my car. And um, they called me and it was my neighbor. And I live on a main road, so it's not easy to communicate with your neighbors. And she called me. I was like, oh, oh that's what that person was doing. And it kind of just like picked up. And like I said, I kind of posted on Facebook and it just like, it took off so fast. And it was mm. really scary at first making that initial jump, but I was just so fed up with everything. And something just told me like, you just got to go for it. You just got to put it out there and see what's going to happen. Cause like with the way my work was going at the time, I didn't think it could get much worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, as soon as I left, everything was just like coming to me, all of the business, all of the care, like everyone just, it just got out there so fast. You're, you're right. There are times where we just have to try something. And I think that's important to, to remember is that a lot of times we hear and, you know, even and we've talked about of like, put a plan together, do research, put this together, seek counsel and advice and line it out and blah, blah, blah. Sometimes you do just try something. And it's important to continue to do that, to trust your gut, to go, this is something that is worth the effort. This is something that is worth the risk to me. Um, and I, you know, I, I'm sure, like you said, like you, you did some pro con analysis through this and knew that you could make it for a little bit. And there, it wasn't just a complete, you know, wild eyed, crazy idea, but you just went with it, right? You had no, if you, if someone asked you to do a financial forecast, I'm sure you would have been like, well, I don't know, like what's going to happen? <laughs> like, what's that? Um, <laughs> it's just, you, you wanted to try it. And that kind of intuition is really something that sets us up for success as business owners when we continue to, to look at and rely on our intuition to just try things. And I think that's important that we, we continue to do. Yeah, I agree with that. You definitely have to take the risk <laughs> sometimes. You know, that kind of growth seems, as you mentioned, even that growth was scary for you too. How did you manage all that in those in those days? Um, I managed it by being overwhelmed. Um, <laughs> no, I was. I was. Um, I write. I have a planner. Um, it was, you know, paper book at the time. I still have a paper book. I've now switched to time to pet, which has been a lifesaver. Yeah. But before that, I was on pen and paper and I write down everything because I have, I visit over 10 houses a day, every day. People are booking me months out at a time. How am I going to remember that? 
So I have to keep track of everything, even my other appointments. Um, and then every day I write down a list of everything I need to get done that day in a deadline. Sometimes I do it for the whole week and that has helped keep me very organized. <laughs> Having that like that daily task list, that weekly task list, kind of this, this more long-term stuff really helps you mentally. I know it does me whenever I've got my 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 pen and paper notebook right here. Uh right. Like I know, okay, I've got my six month stuff on there and I've got today's tasks undone. Because one of my biggest fear, one of the biggest burdens that comes up is that we're gonna miss something. And that that's what keeps us up at night. Yeah. So I actually um I'm already booking walks out to the end of like this school year that's coming, like the school year didn't even start yet. I'm already having walks booked out to like next summer. Um, so I actually just sent a like memo to all my friends and family. I was like, anything you want to like plans you want to make with me next year? Like, let me know now. Let's start scheduling. And my mom's like, um, my schedule doesn't go out that far. It's like, well, mine does. <laughs> and if you don't book something with me now, I might not see you all year. <laughs> But my family lives two hours away from me. So if I have one midday walk, I can't see anyone because I have to stay, you know, where I live to be able to reach that walk. If I were to drive to them, by the time I get there, I got to turn around for that walk. So it's hard to get time off like that when you work seven days a week. It is. It's one of the, it's one of the biggest challenges that we face is that this is a, Sun up to sundown, a lot of times past sundown, uh, job seven days a week, 365 days a year, rain, sunshine, wind, rain, you know, whatever. Yeah. We're we're out there. And when you when you think about the bigness of that aspect of of how involved we are, it really does start to make that time that you do have all all the more precious. Yeah, when you know there's going to be bad weather and you have an hour-long walk, like sometimes you have to think like, all right, like, can I get there a little bit early? What if we do this? What if we hit this one park that like there's a lot of tree coverage so we can stay out of the rain? What if we do this part in the rain and then like we'll spend the rest of the visit inside like running around? But what if they don't have a house where you can really play inside because it doesn't suit that? So you have to figure out how to do that hour-long walk outside in the rain. Or if it's snowing and it's cold or you have to figure out how to get through that snowstorm to get to that client's house that's getting four or five visits a day because they're on vacation. (laughs) Yeah, don't 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 tell me that this job isn't super you have to don't tell me you don't have to be super creative. A lot of people go, Oh, I'm not I'm not artistic, I'm not a creative kind of person, I'm blah blah blah. You this business, you have to be able to think, create, adapt on your feet every single day. Because no two visits are the same, even with the same dog. No weather is yeah. the same. You you are not the same. I mean, I've definitely done walks back to back where the first walk, I'm all like peppy and super excited. And by the second yeah. walk, I'm like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> like, I'm so, uh. so, but you have to adapt and change. And that yeah. aspect is something that that we we have to to foster and we have to remember that that's, that's critical to our success in, in running this kind of business. Yes, it definitely is. <laughs> Have you heard of Time to Pet? Chris Ann from Raining Cats and Dogs has this to say. Becoming a Time to Pet client has been a game changer for us. We can give our pet services clients real-time, cloud-based information they never imagined they'd be interested in. And most importantly, to me personally, I can better manage my company and look forward to more. 
and not a small thing, Time to Pet is responsive to my request for new features and modifications to existing ones. If you're looking for new pet sitting software, give Time to Pet a try. Listeners of our show can save 50% off your first three months by visiting timetopet.com slash confession. You mentioned about the, the the pen and paper. You mentioned about the using Time to Pet as far as as your management for, for things going on. Um, how do you, how, how are you onboarding your clients? Because that seems like a really high volume to be bringing people into your system now to, to keep track of everything. What's that like for that new client experience? Um, usually they give me a call or they reach out to me on like Facebook messenger. Um, and they usually, if they message me, they reply with like a message me with a very general message. Like, what do you offer? I'm like, (laughs) or like, what, like what service do you provide? Or like just a very general message. I'm like, well, are you trying to like apply for a position we're offering right now? Are you looking for pet care? Are you looking for grooming? Like, can you specify more? So then I have to get into that conversation, like trying to figure out what they want. Then I have to figure out where, where do they live? Are they even in our service area? Because I'll sometimes have people call me like way out of our service area. Um, then I have to see if, if it's grooming, we aren't really offering that right now. Um, then if it's a walk, what kind of dog do you have? Um, like I said, where do you live? How often are you looking for walks? Is this for vacation care? Is this for regular walks? Is this just for like a one and done? Um, I always go and set up, set up a meet and greet with them, which usually takes anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour. I go there. They get to meet me, get to see who's potentially going to be caring for their dog in their house, um, get to know about me, get to know about the business. I also get to know about them. I get to see, do I want to care for them? Are we a good match? Does me and their dog get along? Is their dog going to be comfortable with me in their house when they're gone? Um get a feel where everything is, their food, water, medicine, all that stuff. Even if I'm going just for a nail trim, I ask all these questions because guess what? What happens tomorrow when you fall on the ground and you're sitting at the emergency room and no one's there to let your dog out and feed them? Guess what? The lady who trimmed your dog's nails the other day, who knows where everything is, bonded, insured, has all the experience, knows your dog already. Your dog knows me. Um, I also use Time to Pet. Um, I love the way they set up their client profile. You can put all these like onboarding questions in there, everything you need to know. I kind of put the clients and the pets first details in, like their name, their number. And then I send them the email link and I let them fill in the rest. That's been something relatively new since I've had time to pet and it makes it so much easier. So this way, when I'm sitting there at the meet and greet, half of the information is already written down. I'm not sitting there staring at a notebook or at my phone and I can actually like take it all in because I sometimes feel like I get distracted trying to write it all down and they're like already on the next subject. I'm like, wait, what, how much food did you say? What What's this medicine called? Where's that at? And they're already like in the next room, like, and this is where his bed is. I'm like, wait, what about the medicine though? <laughs> so time to pet's been helpful because everything, and you can like edit and critique like what questions you ask and all that stuff. So everything's in there and it's made it a lot easier. <laughs> mm. I remember when uh, Megan and I started 11 years ago, I, uh, I prided myself on not taking any notes during the meet and greet. Cause I was like, I don't want to be, you know, the, the weird, you know, I don't want to take notes. I don't want to yeah. be disrespectful for them. So 
I would just desperately try to remember everything in my brain and then run out to my car and ty- type or write furiously to remember all the details. And it was like, props to you. That's no way to live. Like it was terrible. And so, yes, now with the software and with time to pad, it's like, oh, wow, like there's all this. It's what, it's just a lot more relaxing, but you can, you can actually get a feel for them and be involved, be present, which is it was super important. So we don't miss those details. And yeah. Shade, I like how you talked about at the beginning of, of when you're bringing somebody in, you mentioned you have to figure out what they want. And, and I think that's a critical step that many of us forget to do in that a lot of times they don't know what they want. They don't know what we <laughs> offer. And we're yeah. trying to figure out and match these expectations. And so I love how you had this, you know, these simple questions, you know, where do you live? You know, what are you looking for? And then going through this decision tree almost. And each time they landed on, okay, you want grooming. Here are the three things I say about grooming. Oh, you wanted a walk? Here's the quick information I need for a walk. Oh, vacation care. And that if when you set it up like that, it becomes standardized, right? Sounds like you've got a great SOP that you can line out ready. <laughs> you can write that out in a Google Doc here. But it helps us make sure that we're consistent when we bring people on board because now it's okay. Boom, 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 boom. And it takes away a lot of the, again, this mental burden that we have to go, oh, did I forget something? Did I not do? Did I, uh, did I ask the right questions? When it's all lined out like that, it's, it helps us in those moments be more consistent when we bring people on. Yeah, I definitely have a lot of people that hire me for a walk and their faces light up when I tell them I can also trim their dog's nails. (laughs) 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 Well, and that's, I also like how you still ask the same questions even for a nail trim. And I know that's something that we've gone back and forth on of, oh, do we ask all the same questions for the vacation visits or sorry, for the, do we ask all the in-depth questions for the dog walk as we do the vacation visits? But our point is kind of like, like yours is, is, well, but we're here now. Right? So let's gather the information that we can. Yeah. Let's get it all set up so that if you do need us, if something happens, or if you, this walk turns into something more serious, we're here and we're already prepared. So kind of thinking ahead, going, I'm here in the person's home. I don't want to do a second meet and greet. I don't want to waste more time. What can I do to take advantage of this time that I do have? I, you might as well ask that. Do you ever get Do you ever get pushback from your nail trim clients who are like, why do you need to ask the feeding? You're just trim the nails. Um, Not that I can think of offhand. I feel like someone's probably definitely like questioned it. And I've like explained to them just like I have now, like, but what if something happens tomorrow and you can't make it home? Like, I, I know everything now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think just presenting that kind of them going, hey, I know you're not looking for the service now, but this helps me set up for success so that if I ever need to, I can. And it's just good to like know someone, even myself now that I've hired someone, there's been a few times where like, we've just sat down at like Longhorn Steakhouse and we peeked on our our doggy cam at home and our dog was eating our trash. So oh. I called my my walker and I um, my employee. I was like, can you get to my house right now? I was like, I, I can leave right now, but I just sat down. She lives five minutes away. She's like, yep, I'm on my way. And I was like, that is so nice to know. Like she's closer than I am. She's going to go there. And not only is she going to like take my dog away from the situation, but she cleaned it all up for me too. And that's yeah. part of like something we always do is like you go above and beyond, you know, in this field and do that kind of stuff. So like it's really nice to like have that person there in case you need them last minute. Yeah, we become a resource, right? It's like now you've got me. Now you've got my company. 
you can use me in, in a multiple in a, in a multitude of ways, right? And and part of that's a little bit of education of going, okay, I know you're just looking for this one little sliver of services. I also have all of this other stuff. Right? <laughs> like, I, I, we're available. <laughs> I, I did want to jump back because my brain just remembered a question I had for you when you were talking about how far out you are booked, uh, Shade. You know, if you're booking out towards end of next school, <laughs> what what is your cancellation policy? Because I know a lot of people would go, oh, I don't want to book out that far because I don't want to charge a cancellation or I, I don't I don't have things in place for that. It's funny you say that because I actually have a paper in front of me that I typed it up. I actually had one of my very trustworthy clients that I've built a very personal relationship with. I had her review it for me. I said, as a friend of mine now and a client, what would you think of this? And she actually helped me kind of like reverb some things, reword things, think on some things. And I haven't come out with it yet, but I do have a paper I'm going to start giving out at my initial meet and greet. And it's going to be like a little short about us and what to expect. And I want to highlight actually the cancellation fee. And I'm not sure what it's going to be yet because I want to find something that's fair for me. And that's also going to be fair to the client because as me also having pets as considered also a client of Complete Pet Care, I want to find something that's fully fair for everyone. Um, Currently right now, it's seven days or less as a 50% cancellation fee, but I'm so bad at enforcing it. I always tell people, it's okay. Don't worry about this time. It's okay. Um, I really only made it because I had a few people, a few regular walks that were constantly canceling. And like it was really messing up my schedule. Um, but again, like I'm human. I'm very understanding. I understand and know things happen. So I've been lenient with a few cancellation fees and then I kind of enforce it. But I'm trying to find something that's I don't know if what my 50% seven days or less is right. I know some people in the pet care industry who would be like, yeah. But as a client at the same time, it's like, you don't know what your schedule is always going to be, especially at the regular walk. So it's kind of hard to say. And like I said, I'm trying to figure out an even ground with that. It, it is it is hard. And, and I know some people have different cancellation policies for vacation visits versus dog walks versus other services that they may offer. Basically, how inconvenient is it to you or how hard it is it for you to replace that client, right? Well, it's hard because, like I said, my schedule goes out months, almost a year ahead of time. And when I book those things, I'm route planning. I sometimes will move that. I have a lot of, some of my clients are very flexible with their walk times. Like I could, the one dog I come off between 8am and 11am, like that's a very wide window frame. Um, so sometimes I'll go, okay, I guess I have to walk this dog at like 830 instead of 930 because I now have a 10am walk or something like that. And there's a 30 minute drive difference in between because they're both across town. So then when that one well, it cancels and I also had something else signed up. It's just like a ripple effect and everything comes crumbling down. Then I have like open spots and like, all right, so I'm going to sit over here on the side of town for an hour because my next walk is 30 minutes away. And this, and can I like get in grocery shopping done? No, because it's all going to melt in the car. Like, can I do that? So then I sometimes sit there with the dog for an extra 30 minutes doing my paperwork because it makes no sense in driving back and forth. Sometimes I stop at my house five, 10 times a day because it's just so in and out with the dog walks. They don't line up right. So that can be a real challenging, especially when you've route planned months ahead of time. And then there's that big cancellation. 
Yeah, that 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 tells me you need that you need that seven day, right? If it's if, if, it's, yeah. that, if it's that impactful, and you're like, look, I because also you may have turned away people in that time spot, or you may have, um, like you said, route planned something. It was really hard, tricky to fit something in, and now it falls apart. Like that's time effort uh, that that needs to be compensated back to you in some aspects, and it's not. It's I, I view it as a compensation back to towards you versus a a punishment towards the client like yes we like to have comp- we like to have them to prevent people from canceling but if they're going to cancel they're going to cancel right they're not going to it's <laughs> especially when you already spent an hour or two over the week one spending 30 minutes on the phone just talking with them trying to figure out what's the details of their trip when's the first and last visit um, when's the bedtime visit when's the morning visit and then they go and change the dates on everything yeah and then you have to rework everything. And if you already invested a couple hours into make reworking this whole schedule, and then they cancel, and then you don't get paid at all. Yes, <laughs> and I've yeah. had that happen multiple times. Yeah, I get that. it's it's work that you've put in. So I I kind of like viewing it as a compensation back to towards you towards that effort already put in your schedule for that. And yes, there's some lost revenue that you need to re, re, recoup from that because the conducting of the visits. Is this the conducting of the visits and our prices account for or should account for the effort of preparation, planning, scheduling, all of that has to be accounted for and paid out of the visit when we're actually there. So there is a little bit of recompense that comes back to us through that. And like you said earlier, okay, you don't always have to enforce it. Like that is true. Like if you've got a long term, you know, client that's been with you, you know, several years or they book with you very regularly and they have something that comes up. You can let that slide, but if you have somebody who's habitually doing something, it's like, okay, I, I can reinforce this on that. And 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 making that judgment call as a business owner is, is kind of where we get a little bit of flexibility. Especially when you've started hiring and you have employees, and now you're now messing up their schedule as well because they thought they were going to have these walks. Maybe they have work another job and they adjusted their schedules for that, adjusted their plans all for this one walk, and then it gets canceled. And then you have to like, I feel like the bad guy, like, guess what? There's no work for you now tomorrow. Like, sorry. Yeah. Well, so so talk to us about about your hiring and what that process was like for you. Oh, it was a nightmare at first. <laughs> I was so excited and so scared. And um I finally found someone I thought was a good fit and they taught me everything I needed to know right then and from that one person. All of the things to look for and not look for an employee. Um, I realized some things that I had to reiterate and reword so they understand. Um, I accidentally had a client open up my um, or an employee open up my client's mail the one time because I opened up their Chewy package because I knew it was their dog food. They're away on vacation and they're also handicapped. So I filled the dog food and I think she just took it. Oh, whenever we see a chewy box, we open it now. So I had to, and I always now, and I tell all my new employees, like this might sound silly. We bring in their mail, but we do not open it. (laughs) Um, So she taught me a lot of things. Um, and almost a year later, I now have um, one uh, part-time girl lady and um, Melissa, Melissa Hope, shout, shout out to you. You've been a blessing for Complete Pet Care. Um, she's so reliable. She's great at communicating. Um, she knows what she's doing. She 
she understands dog language. She has experience. Um, and they're all the things we're looking for. Someone who has reliable car, someone we can trust and is trustworthy. Our clients aren't only just paying for our services, they're paying for our trust. And they're trusting us to entrust someone else in their home. And that's a really big responsibility, especially when you're as small as I am. And this is your whole life, your whole reputation. And you're now putting that in the hands of someone else to represent you. So it's a really big deal um, when you're looking for that good fit um, to join your pack. A lot of pet owners don't know how to react when their beloved pet is facing a bout of anxiety, noise sensitivity, or depression. However, various studies have shown that animals react very positively when calming music is played for them. As a trusted pet sitter, have your clients check out the Peaceful Pet Music Call Music for Pets YouTube channel, where they can give their pet the best chance of relaxing while they're away. From peaceful melodies to soothing nature sounds, this YouTube channel is the go-to spot when your client's pet is anxious and you don't know where to turn. Complete with beautiful and vibrant animations, their videos will become your home for the tools needed to keep the client's pet in a state of peacefulness. Be sure to subscribe to the Peaceful Pet Music Call Music for Pets on YouTube and hit the bell so you never miss a moment of calm. How did you know it was time to hire? When did you start having those thoughts of it was something a road you wanted to travel down? <laughs> I was working seven days a week, anywhere from 10 to 15 hours a day. I was completely burnout. I, I, I couldn't function straight anymore. I actually had to ask a few of my regular walks who, um, they're very flexible with their walks and I appreciate them for that. And I had to cancel on them for a week or two. Um, and it was all very last minute, like the day of the day before, because I was just so out of it. I couldn't function. I was stressed about taxes. I would, like I said, I was working 15 hours a day. Then I had to go home and, and cook and clean and take care of my pets and, and exercise my pets and have a social life and keep up with the social media, keep up with all the pet parents, keep up with all the paperwork. It was so overwhelming. And I was just so motivated. And I was so excited. And I didn't know how to say no that I just kept accepting the pet care and I completely wore myself out. And so now I know and I've learned I have to pace myself and I have to learn how to say no. And I also learned I had to hire because I don't want to say no. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it is hard, especially when you're so excited, you're so passionate about your company, you're so enthusiastic about the quality of service that you offer. It's like, I want more. I want to be able to serve more people. Like, that's not a bad thing. right? And, and especially when people call you and you go, ah, you're actually a perfect fit for me. I don't want to say no to you. But also, I'm a barely functioning human right now, and I can barely get my breakfast put together and out the door. So maybe that's not a good idea. And going, okay, now I need to to hire. And going, okay, I'm, I'm going to have to implement two things, saying no more and hiring. Because even if you hire, like, I'm sure you've experienced shade, like, you're still going to have to say no sometimes, but it helps take on a little bit more of that care that you still want to be able to provide. 
my boyfriend came home the one day and he said, I just told someone about you at work or one of my people that I had worked with at work. He's like, I, um, if they call, you can't say no to them. Like you have to give them pecker. Their dog's so amazing. They're so cute. You're going to love them. They have this really nice yard and everything. Like they're such good. Like, cause he delivers for UPS. He's like, they're such nice, nice clients. I love delivering them to every, to them every day. I'm like, that sounds great. But are you going to do this? Cause I don't have the time to. <laughs> I'd love to say yes, but who, when I'm looking at my schedule, it's like all day, every day. Like there's literally no wiggle room at all. Like I'm sometimes walking out the door with my hair and brush still in my pajamas. I'm like, wait, I got to turn around and brush my hair before I walk out the door. Cause I'm just like, go, go, go constantly. I'm getting up sometimes at like four or 5 a.m. for walks. Sometimes I have like 1 a.m. in the morning walks. I don't know whose schedule that like has a schedule like that, but someone does and they need a walk and I was there for it. So our schedule is crazy and it gets to be much like I'm working all hours of the day. So as much as I want to say, yes, I physically cannot anymore. Yeah. And even though I hired Melissa and we have an employee now, and it's nice because I can give her a couple of those midday walks. And now I have a little break. And when I go home in between walks, I get to actually sit down for an hour, hang out with my pets, maybe catch up on some paperwork. No, I see on my schedule an open slot. I'm like, yes, of course I can do that midday walk now for you because I now have a free slot. Because I have so many people that want midday walks. And there's so many people I have to say no to because I can only be at so many houses at once. So now that someone else is doing those midday walks for me, instead of me doing the things I wanted and needed to do when I have free time, I'm just picking up more work again. It 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 is really hard, Shade. It is it is one of the m- most difficult things to balance because you're right. As soon as we we get that open spot, immediately it becomes there's another opportunity for something, right? We view that open time as opportunity, and it's easier, at least in my brain, to fill that with another visit, to fill that with another thing, than it is to go in. Well, what if I didn't spend that time driving to a visit to do a walk? What if I just went and like, what if I read a book for like. 20 minutes like what if i did that was that okay but my my brain combats no, that not it's happening. Like, no, no run the business <laughs> do the business do the thing serve more people and that that is a, a, a challenge that we have to f- continually work against because otherwise we get right back to that same spot that we were and we're still not happy we're still not functional we're still not the the, the fullest person that we could be I'm sitting here at like dinner time doing all my paperwork, finally catch up with the month. I'm like, yes, now after dinner, I can actually sit down and like play on my phone and watch videos or watch a movie. And then we get up to bed and I lay down. It's like, up oh, here comes five messages from clients. And this one wants like this day, this day, this day. And then I have to go through my schedule. I'm like, all right, what day can I work? What kind of time can I do this for a nail trim? And it's like my boyfriend's sitting there looking at me and like, I'm not playing on my phone. I'm doing work right now. And he's like, I thought you were done for the night. No, <laughs> no, but never stops. It never stops. As soon as you think you're caught up with paperwork, with messages, more comes. Yeah. It's not just cuddling dogs and having fun. There's a lot more to it. Yeah, there there really is. So I say my 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 full time job is is running a business, right? My part time job is actually the pet care because that it just seems like it, that's what takes up the smallest amount of my day these days. And everything else, you're right, is the messaging, the scheduling, getting all that put into place. You know, it's. It is. It, it there's there's never um, a, a break, and many of us we kind of wait for the break to happen, 
that's I know that's a mindset that a lot of people have is well, I'll take time off when it slows down. Or I'll wait to see if this weekend fills up. And it never does, right? It yeah. never it I've I've said it before, I'll say it again. If you are feeling like you are your business is going down, if you want to see a quick jump in inquiries, just block off a weekend. Right? Block off a weekend of time and schedule a trip out of town. You will get more people that call you for that weekend than you're <laughs> to do it. Somehow the universe knows. And so yeah. it's just there's always something more. So how how do you balance that shade of 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 needing to keep the business running, but also knowing that you want to spend time with your boyfriend, spend time with your own dogs and see family members? So like I said, I recently hired some help, um, but one walker is not enough. I was definitely doing the work of like two or three work walkers. So one walker is not enough. Um, and I'd actually like to take even more time off than I am right now. So I would like to hire another, you know, part-time, full-time walker or two. Um, so I can take more time to visit my family. They live two hours away in Cape May. So if I want to see them, it's, you know, you got to go for like the whole weekend. So it's kind of hard to do that in this industry to get that time off. So if I hire, you know, another walker or two, I'm hoping to have more flexibility and freedom to be able to take that time off and do that and also still be able to grow the business at the same time without saying no to any clients. Yeah. I actually um, got the pleasure of meeting you guys at the uh, NAPS conference in New Orleans back in March. And you guys sent out and um, your newsletter you send out every week or so. Yeah. And the newsletter you sent out right after the conference hit me so hard because this is around, it was back in March and this is around the time it was really like starting to like catch up with me. Um, and in your, your newsletter, it says, so take a moment and pause and reflect what truly matters and what you expect. It will soon be gone. Um, another part says, present to where true happiness lies and in the small amounts of joys. And it says, for what will, what will remember when our time runs out? How do we focus more on impact instead of income? And it's easier to lose interest or fully understand why we are doing something. You also mentioned about your kids, they're five and seven. In just 15 and 11 years, they'll be off on their own. It's 780 and 572 Saturdays. And that really freaking hit me because my grandma's all the way in Cape May. And when I was actually down there last weekend, I'm so glad I was there, but she fell and busted her head open and she's not going to be around much longer. So to be able to try and get these weekends off to visit her more often is such a big deal for me. So being able to hire and expand and have that flexibility and freedom is so crucial to me right now because I don't know how many Saturdays I have left with her. I don't. Um, so it's really hard to get time off in this industry, especially when you're the business owner and you're just going seven days a week and you're just in business mode. So to find that work-life business balance, it's really hard. The newsletter also said, so that brings priorities into sharp focus. We still have visits to do, clients to cover, things to schedule. Work still has to get done. But does it? And that's where I think we're learning to say no comes in and my why. So I have to go back to like where we first started talking and I told you about why I got started and how I got started. And just remembering like I left that part time job at the doggy daycare because I wasn't happy for them. They couldn't give me my one day off that I asked for. And now I'm here working seven days a week, not giving myself that one day off that I asked for. 
And it started affecting my relationships, my friendships, my social life. Um, so yeah, I'm learning how to say no. I've hired employees to help be able to still say yes, but no personally myself. That is, that's a big difference. And, and I love, you know, when you're talking about the company can say yes and I can, but I can say no right now. Like that's, that's such a mindset shift to go. There's the company and then there's me and there is separation there. And that's part of kind of growing into that that business owner mindset of, well, sure, the company can take this other visit on. And 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 sure, I, and I know you will treat your your staff members well and not overburden oh, yes. them. And, right, like the, yeah, well, after aspect. the experience I have, <laughs> I don't want to lose my employees. I'm so grateful for them. Yeah. I don't give them a schedule. I say, what is your availability? Would you like to do these walks? I don't say, here's these walks on these days. Like, you yeah. got it. They get off as many days as they want. They make their own schedule because I want them to have that freedom and flexibility that being a dog walker offers. And and you want to respect that of them. Yeah. And, and, and it also gives you the freedom to then go, oh, I can say yes to that, but I don't have to say yes to that. Right. And yeah. that's, that's, and, and to hear that that's, that's a goal. That is a big goal to know that we can, we, we, the company can serve people well without me having to be out doing everything. And that's, that is where that flexibility comes in. And, and you get that, that, that freedom back. Right. It's, it is, it is so interesting that we get into this and we're like, oh, yeah, I get to, you know, set my own schedule. I get to be flexible. I get to do all this stuff. And then we look up and we go, what flexibility? Like what's, what, what's, what are you talking about? Like I don't, I don't have anything. And, and we do lose out on those little moments and knowing that like, as much as we love the pet care, it's not the be all end all. It's not the everything to us. It's not, it doesn't represent the whole us. I was kind of worried in the beginning saying no, that like, so what if with me being so new in the beginning, like, they are going to go away whether I say I can do this or not. They're going to find a pet setter, whether it's me or not. And I actually have a lot of clients that, not a lot, but I have some clients that have other pet sitters now. But the thing is, they're their backup pet sitter and I'm their pet sitter. And when I say no, they now at least have backup because like I said, they're going to go away whether I'm available or not. So it's been really assuring to know that like my clients love the care that I provide them. They know their dogs love me and trust me enough that they still want my services, even if I'm not always the one being able to provide it. So it was reassuring too, to be able to say no more often knowing like, Oh, I'm not going to lose them. Like they still want me, even if I can't be there every time. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. It's not, it's not a one and done kind of thing, right? You, we, we get to be part of that now community that's caring for them and, and knowing that that's, that's great because now they have options and we have options too. And being, that's okay for us, right? That's being okay with that. I don't feel as bad when I say no, because like I said, I know they're going to go away and I'm like, oh, like my poor gunner, like who's going to care for him or something like, like, oh no, like he's in great network. He's in uh, great care with so-and-so because I network with a lot of other dog sitters. I sometimes I'm in touch with other dog sitters and other people that are caring for their pets. And I think it's good to share and like network, at least where I live, there's so much pet care business. I'm not shy to share and network and refer them to another dog sitter because I'm not available. And I know that other pet sitters also, you know, a great person to be, you know, using their services. Shade, what do you think is the biggest thing that you've 
as you've learned to say no, what I mean, what's something that you've said no to that you never thought you would, you know, before that you've been able to say no to? Last minute visits. I used to be very good for like, yes, I can do that last minute. Like, yes, I'll head over there right now. Or yes, I'm available tomorrow. Yes, I'm available tonight. And my schedule is not flexible like that anymore. I can't say yes as much. And when I first started that burnout a few months ago, I started blocking off my schedule for around this time because my schedule is so busy. I couldn't just like, all right, I'll take off next week. Like I can't take off for another few months. So it's finally just now starting to that transition of me taking time off months ago and finally now getting that time off. So it's been hard saying no to my clients, knowing that I have this free time. Like this whole weekend, I blocked off. My family's coming to visit me and I'm spending the whole two days prior. I have one walk the two days prior. One walk. So I basically get two days off. I get to clean my house, catch up on paperwork, talk to you, um, and just relax. And it's really hard to tell my clients, like, no, I'm not available because, like, I am available. But I'm not. I'm not available. I'm busy with my own life right now. And it's been really hard to do that, but I have. <laughs> oh, I absolutely love that shade. I'm, I am available, but I'm not because I'm busy with my life. Right <laughs> right? I, 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 that needs to be on a t-shirt. That needs to just be something of like, no, like I, I'm my life. Like I, I'm important. I'm important too. Right? That's, that is something that we can all strive for to have that mentality of like this free time is not free because it's me. Like that's yeah. that's what we're getting to. So I, that's 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 amazing. I'm I'm glad that you have this weekend with your family and that you can be you can be uh, with them because it is it is really important. Yeah, I'm busy doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> right. Wink. Wink. Nudge. Nudge. Right. <laughs> well, um, Shade, I, I really want to to thank you so much for for coming on the show today and for sharing your journey. And in all the lessons that you've learned and all the, the the hills that you've had to climb along that and how you've really been able to focus and all through this, focus on on how taking care of yourself and and finding those important things that are in your life uh, and, and, and structuring a business that allows you to go and, and take part in those because that's, some, that's a lesson that we all continue to learn and refine throughout our lives. So I really appreciate you sharing that. And um, for those who are want to follow along with you, get connected and, and see all the cool stuff that you're doing, um, how best can they do that? I mainly post on Instagram on Facebook. It's just Complete Pet Care on Instagram. I think it's Complete Pet Care 609. Um, you can also reach us at our email, CompletePetCare609 at gmail.com. Um, please give us a like and follow. I post daily photos. I post put stuff on our story all the time. Yeah, I think recently you were posting about some chickens and stuff, and those were really yes. cool to see. So, <laughs> Yes, I appreciate you having me on your show as well. It was a pleasure meeting you guys back at the NAPS conference and um, having me on your show again today. Shout out to my boyfriend, Sean Bright, as well. I wouldn't have started my business without his support. Yes, it's absolutely pleasure. my pleasure, uh, Shade. I, I really appreciate your time. I've, I've absolutely loved our conversation. So th- thank you for coming on. I may be available, but I'm not because I'm busy with my life. How does that apply to you right now? What are things that you have said no to that you never want to say no to again? As we look forward to a new year, which is just a few months away, I'm sorry, it just, it just is. 
What's on your I didn't get done this year list? Now compare that to the things that you did get done. How do those match up to where you want to be? How do those match up with what you thought this year would be like? It may seem morbid or it may not be the happiest thing to look at what you missed out on. And we do go through periods of time where we have to do hard things and we have to work and we don't get to do all those things that we want to do. But at the end of the day, when you are going to sleep, when you are done with all the visits and the paperwork, what are things that you wish you could have done? Your business does not mean you have to sacrifice your life to make it work. Because trust me, there are things way more valuable than running our business. There are things more important than making that work, than fitting in another thing for the schedule, than taking another phone call. Whatever that is to you, however many Saturdays that is, or holidays, or hiking trips, whatever that is, I hope you're able to find more time in your days, in your weeks, in your years to have more of that. We want to thank today's sponsors, Timed Pet and the Peaceful Pet Music, Calm Music for Pets YouTube channel for making it possible. And we really want to thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and we'll be back again soon. I'm <laughs> sorry.